This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. Hey, welcome in to the Sooner Sports Podcast. We call this edition the tailgate, and it's a tailgate in the middle of June where we still have had a week with a little bit of breaking news. But uh, all in all, for everything that had taken place the prior week, a relatively slow news week. Of course, it's not every day when the architect and the all-time wins leader in program history steps away from his job like Bob Stoops did last week. But at least in the breaking news category this week, uh, we get a little bit more of an understanding of what Lincoln Riley staff might look like. Coming up on the podcast today, you'll hear from Eric Bailey, who wrote an incredible feature spending a day with Lincoln Riley. Eric writes for the Tulsa World. We always like to reach out to our friends in the print media. So Eric Bailey is going to join us and give us his perception of the Lincoln-Riley era now that it's underway and give us his perspective on the newest hire for the University of Oklahoma, which is, of course, the former head coach at East Carolina, the former, I guess, one-game head coach at Texas Tech, associate head coach, defensive coordinator, Ruffin McNeil is the newest member of the Oklahoma Sooner coaching staff, and we'll get some perspective on Eric coming up in just a bit. Also, uh, Jessica Cootie is going to give us one final preview of her sit-down interview with not only Lincoln Riley, but also Baker Mayfield and Caleb Kelly. Now, the I guess you could say TV version and digital version is online of that right now at Soonersports.tv. But for the full, uncut, unedited version, Jessica will be along Monday with uh, Coach Riley and uh, Baker and Caleb to go a little bit more in depth of what this now first couple of weeks has been like in the Lincoln-Riley era. And, of course, it wouldn't be a week without a little bit of a twist and a turn as we bid adieu to the Pete Hughes coaching era as Coach resigned as the head coach at Oklahoma. Athletic Director Joe Castiglione has embarked on a, uh, I guess you could say, a, a hunt to find a brand-new head baseball coach, and we'll get Jess's thoughts on that coming up in just a bit. But, hey, I'm, I'm asking for a favor here right off the top because I'm in the process of working on a tribute podcast, if you will, of some of the greats and, and some of our favorites that played for Bob Stoops to kind of get their perspective and what it meant to be a player for Bob Stoops. Obviously, that's something I can't answer because I never played for Bob. But guests on our podcast in the past, like Teddy Lehman and Ty Darlington, have been kind enough to give us their perspective. I'm talking to J.D. Runnels a little bit later today, potentially Tommy Harris on Monday. Tried to get Sam Bradford on, and the Vikings really tried to help us facilitate that, so I'm appreciative of that. But uh, any former players, former athletes of any sport that want to reach out and be a part of our Stoops Tribute podcast, which is coming up over the next couple of weeks. I really want to get a player's perspective on that, and you can find me on my email address, plankshow at gmail.com. That's plankshow at gmail.com. Or you can hit me up on Twitter at plankshow. So now that my begging is surpassed, let's dive into a little bit of OU football chat. Eric Bailey, beat writer for the University of Oklahoma, joined me on my radio show this week, and we talked about the Lincoln-Riley area, but more specifically, the excitement of Ruffin McNeil 
taking over as a new member of the Sooner coaching staff. How wild, Eric Bailey, has this last two-week stretch been for you on the Oklahoma Sooner beat? You know, I've been telling everybody, uh, in fact, I was having a conversation uh, today with someone saying, you know, Wednesday was just a regular Wednesday in the summer for me, not much going on, kind of working ahead of some stuff and playing with my daughter off and on, and all of a sudden we were caught flat-footed with the Bob Stoops news, and I tell you, the last seven to ten days have been a whirlwind. I mean, it's just been, uh, you know, interviews and catching up with people and getting Lincoln's thoughts and following hiring. In fact, today I spoke with uh, Mike Norvell the uh, Memphis football yeah. coach. Um, he used to be at Tulsa. Uh, he, uh, he was the youngest FBS coach in the country. Now he's the second youngest. So uh, Mike gave me some insight of his first year and what it's like taking over a program uh, being at a young age. So it, it's, it's been pretty hectic, it's, it's been, but it's been a fun ride. I mean, it, it, this is why I got in this position, uh, just to really get a chance to really cover sports and cover breaking news like this. All right, let's uh, go back to the very beginning. When you first were able to kind of confirm what was going on with Bob Stoops, what was the shock factor like for you, Eric? Now, I'll be honest, as time has progressed, I look back at it and say, yeah, this is exactly how I thought Bob would go. Not at this time, but I didn't ever see him being a guy that would do the rocking chair tour or the farewell through Big 12 stadiums or anything like that. That was not really his style. But what's, uh, what's been your reaction now, looking back and your immediate reaction whenever you were able to confirm the news? You know, probably not shocked, uh, probably shocked, but, you know, and also not surprised because, you know, like you said, Bob has mentioned in the past, he didn't want to coach into the 60s and 70s, and there's a time for everything. And I think the biggest thing in this situation is he got to go out on his terms. Not a lot of college football coaches get to do that, and that's what Bob got to do. So I think that's a plus in his favor. But, yeah, I mean, you look at a guy, I really personally, I thought he'd go one more year until his son's graduated at Norman North, and then we'd see what, what would what was going to happen. So uh, the, the, in a way, that surprised me. But I, I think, uh, you know, going out in his own terms and having Lincoln Riley on the staff was huge. I mean, I, I don't think that was – and he even mentioned this in his press conference. If the staff – upon his departure, if the staff would have had to implode, he wouldn't have left. I mean, that's how much those assistant coaches meant to him. He wanted to make sure they were secure and had jobs, and I think that was important to him. So this was really an ideal situation uh, to leave. And uh, who knows what's going to happen in the future, but his legacy is, is, is really etched in stone at Oklahoma. I mean, you look at what he did. He made Oklahoma football relevant again. I mean, it had been so long in the 90s, uh, Oklahoma fans, it was kind of almost embarrassing to see where the program had fell. And then now, you know, two years he wins a national championship, and not only winning a national championship, but sustaining success over the next 16 seasons was huge, or 15 seasons was huge. So, um, yeah, so, yeah, it's a shock, but not totally surprised, I guess, would be my short answer. What was, uh, I know you got a chance to spend a day with Lincoln in his new offices and just uh, writing about him. You shared a lot of different random facts uh, on Twitter at Eric Bailey TW. But was there a lasting impression, a lasting impact that you took away from uh, spending the day with Lincoln Riley over in his new digs? You know, it was really neat is his office. I mean, I could talk about that all day. I mean, his office is, <laughs> I mentioned this on Twitter too, it's not like an office, it's like a five star hotel lobby. It's huge chandeliers, desk, tables, TVs. It, it, it's just it's just immaculate. And you know what? That room's going to be so important. Not just game planning for games against Texas and Oklahoma State and Ohio State. It's going to be important to, to, to 
close the deal on key recruits for upcoming classes. So uh, I was really, really impressed with the office. And he was real humble because one of the first questions I asked him, I said, what about this office? And he really kind of uh, danced around that saying, no, this isn't, you know, he never said my office once. He said, you know, the program, it's built a tradition and this is what, this is the kind of building, not just the office, but the whole facility that this program deserves. Uh, really a team first mentality. I was impressed with that. And, but I, you know, I should be expected. That's how he's been the last two years. Never really knew how many times uh, being on the Tulsa beat would actually help benefit us uh, in covering Oklahoma. Obviously, <laughs> Uh, it might have been it, the Calvin Thibodeau hiring was kind of an interesting one because of the time we'd seen him at Tulsa. But the addition of Ruffin McNeil, Eric, this is one of those that I know for a lot of people, they look at resumes and like, well, he hasn't been a major D.C. somewhere or that uh, that maybe he's a little bit of an elder statesman. I, I love this hire. I can't get enough of this <laughs> hire, not just because he's a great interview. I think Ruffin's going to be good for this staff, and I think he's going to be really good for Lincoln, too. You know, I think he really will be too, and it's it's funny because uh, you're right. Being on the Tulsa beat, I was, I remember I was in Greenville, uh, North Carolina for the East Carolina Tulsa season opener in 2010. That's when Lincoln Riley made his debut as ECU's offensive coordinator. Ruffin was the head coach. Man, Tulsa had a coaching staff too. Todd Graham, head coach at Arizona State. Mike Norvell is now at Memphis. Uh, Chad Morris is at SMU. Bill Blankenship is a former Tulsa coach. So there was a ton of head coaches in that game. Um, but, you know, being on the Tulsa beat and, and being around there, I remember seeing Ruffin after they won on a last-second Hail Mary, jumping around, dancing, ecstatic after the win. And I thought, man, this guy is full of energy. And then I got to know him a little bit, covering uh, ECU and covering Tulsa the next couple of years. And Ruffin, he, 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 you never leave a conversation with Ruffin without a smile on your face. I mean, he's encouraging. He's enthusiastic. He's funny. Uh, he, he, he's just, you know, he's sound bites. I mean, the reporters are going to love being around him. And I think, you know, that that's good. I mean, he, he Lincoln went out and got a, a veteran coach. And something I asked Lincoln during our visit uh, earlier this week, I said, you know, you're only 33 years old. I mean, that's you're really going to be able to relate to players. And something he told me the day before Russell was hired, he, this this quote, this is the first thing I thought of was the quote he gave me uh, when they announced Ruffin's hiring is, you know, um, you know, he said that, you know, yeah, it's an advantage, maybe, you know, but there are a lot of great coaches who are 50 and 60 year olds who relate to guys like nobody you've ever seen. It's all about what you do with it. And that was the quote that Lincoln gave me. And in the back of my mind, now looking back, he had Ruffin McNeil in mind when he said that quote. Uh, Ruffin is uh, 58 years old, but, you know, he's going to really fit in well with, with the program. And you're right, he's going to be uh, a security blanket for Lincoln, someone he can really trust and bounce ideas off of. Uh, one more quick thing, Eric, before uh, before we grab a break. Uh, I, I I loved the quote that you were able to get from – well, I, I shouldn't say from Donnie Duncan, on Donnie Duncan, because these are two guys in both Ruffin McNeil and Lincoln Riley who had a deep-rooted relationship and passion for Donnie Duncan and the way in which he led in his coaching ability – but you had a chance to talk to one of his buddies, the associate commissioner of the Big 12, John Underwood, and he said yesterday would have been a happy day for Donnie Duncan, wouldn't it? Oh, yes, definitely. I mean, over the past 10 years, he had really taken Lincoln and Ruffin under his wing, and they, the, the mutual respect was enormous. And I remember when uh, Lincoln won the Frank Boyles Award after the 2015 season, we didn't know if he was going to make the Little Rock for the award ceremony because he wanted to be in New York City because Donnie was getting uh, – 
uh, recognized by the National Football Federation, our foundation. So that was that was huge. I mean, you just realize how much Donnie meant to Lincoln. And it was a sad day. uh, And they still remember him, uh, you know, after the long battle with his health history. Uh, Donnie, Donnie would be so much so proud. He was 80 at Oklahoma for 10 years and see those two guys that he mentored and he led be in prominent positions in the Oklahoma football program, it'd be, it's, it's, you know, somewhere Donnie is smiling right now. Hey, one quick final thought, Eric, before we let you run. Um, Anything that kind of stood out beyond just the office? I mean, to me, one thing that kind of, I don't know if it's shock, but one thing that really surprised me was how Bob Stoops retires and says goodbye on Wednesday. And then I'm around a few people on Thursday and it's like business as usual. And I think that's a credit not only to Bob, but also to, to Lincoln and kind of making sure it's a smooth transition. That's one thing that really surprised me. Anything kind of catch your eye? You know, and I asked Lincoln about that, too, and he was so excited about keeping the staff intact and not having to, only having to make one hire instead of nine hires. Uh, and, you know, Wednesday was the announcement. Thursday was business as usual. You're right. You went from a regular Wednesday, albeit with a lot more news, to a Thursday on the job. And uh, Lincoln pointed that out. He, he can't believe he, he can't even begin to comprehend how important it is not to hire a whole staff and to have everything in place. And even you know, it's not just for the Lincoln and the coaches; it's for the players too. The players don't have that wonder of who's going to be our our uh, next uh, position coach. I mean, so that that was huge, and I think that really stood out the most. And uh, I think that's big to keep the continuity of the program. Uh, you know, you're looking at a team that's uh, 11 and two, back-to-back years, Big 12 champions. Only lost one Big 12 game in two years. Um, there's a lot, a lot of steam uh, behind this uh, machine going forward, and uh, it was important to keep everything in place uh, for the 2017 season. Eric is great. I encourage everyone to give him a follow at Eric Bailey TW. Fair reporter, solid, uh, solid writer, and an even better person all right she makes a back-to-back appearance on the podcast because monday show is all hers we had to get some more perspective on now that we've now perspective 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 that's the big word on the show today right uh we look back on the week that was the week that's been since lincoln riley took over as head coach with jessica cootie um no i just kind of think more so uh, uh you know when i asked him about managing the expectations of being the head coach of oklahoma football you know he talked about you know, they, we should have high expectations. This is Oklahoma, and I, I, this is the type of place where I want to work, where you have fans that care about what you're doing and are passionate in what you're doing. And so, and, and so then as high as your expectations are on the outside, and they should be, they won't ever be as high as what they are inside our, our, our building. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that was probably one of the things that stood out to me is just kind of talking about, you know, the pressure of the expectations that come along with it. And, um, you know, and then he talked about at the end, his excitement level, how it's hard for him to sleep at night. Yes, he's excited. Um, you know, not, not in a worry way, but in an anxious and can't wait to get to do what he gets to do the next day and be the head coach of Oklahoma football. So, um, that was really good. And, yes, uh, the actual interview is, uh, what, about 10 minutes longer than that. So, um or eight minutes longer than that. So we'll uh, give you guys the full full listen on the podcast. Jess, it was a week ago today. I think for most, uh, it was probably about two and a half, maybe three hours from now, whenever it really, truly broke, that Bob Stoops was, was retiring. 
in my world, it's going to be one of those moments where I'll always remember where I was and what I was doing. How about for you? What were you doing, and how shocked were you whenever you heard the news a week ago today? I was sitting up here at the office um, starting to work on a tennis piece um, on the, the doubles champions, uh, Spencer Papa and Andrew Harris. Uh, we're going to think to maybe do a series looking back at the national champions this year uh, for the summer. And so I interviewed them. So I was sitting here at my desk and my phone just starts blowing up. Like, I think you think, okay, if I'm sitting at my computer, I should have Twitter open and see all of this. And so um, I actually was in app in our editing system. So I didn't have like social media pulled up. So I, once I kind of start to edit, I edit, I kind of like, close off everything and my phone starts blowing up and I'm like, what is going on? And I'm looking and I'm like, I'm like, this is what? I'm so confused. And then, um, (laughs) then I'm seeing all the, then I look on the sports Twitter and see all the reports and then I'm, yeah, I mean, it was shocking for sure. So, um, but yeah, it, it was, um, the next day it felt like it was a dream, but then like the more you kind of like, you know, listen to Coach Stoops' interviews, listen to Coach Riley's interviews. It's kind of kind of sunk in for me now and um, kind of made sense, you know. And um, I think it's it's going to work out. And I think it's it's really cool how um, it all kind of worked out and how it was more of a passing of the torch. And, again, Coach Stoops got to do it on his own time when he felt like the time was right. And, um, yeah, so I thought definitely shocking, but then the more you kind of – kind of hear about it and the process behind it uh, kind of sunk in a little bit and it no longer feels like a dream. Yeah, I'm not past that point yet. And I don't know if I will for a while. And that's not a not because I'll tell you what, I am fired up about what I think Lincoln Riley is going to do, Jess. I think he's going to do incredible things. But it's still, I don't know if it's registered to me yet that Bob Stoops isn't the coach of Oklahoma. And I don't know if for some fans it has either. With that said, though, you couldn't ask for a smoother transition from Bob resigning, retiring, however you want to term it, to Lincoln taking over. I mean, you he's Lincoln's done every interview. Uh, you put that piece together. You talk to the players. I don't know if you could ask for a much smoother transition from at least our perspective going from a legend to uh, to a new head coach. Yeah, I just think it just could not have been more perfect how it all happened, you know, and, and we've talked a lot about this, um, but, you know, it wasn't like Coach Stoop was leaving at a time where the team had kind of had a so-so year and, you know, maybe it's a so-so team coming back. I mean, that's what I think mm-hmm. is just really just speaks a lot about him and, and him wanting to make sure that it's, it's the right time is that, you know, he left at a time where you've got a Heisman caliber trophy um, quarterback returning. Um, you've got, um, you know, so many returners back. you got the staff still together. Um, other than Coach Stoops, the, the staff remained intact. You've got these brand-new facilities. You've got a – you're coming in off of a top-five recruiting class. This recruiting class is really taking off. So it's just kind of – you know, I think it speaks a lot of, of about, about Coach Stoops, and I don't think – I think – that was important for him to do that. And I think um, it's exciting to know that it's not like he's going to have to, you know, change a lot of things. It's, it's 
it's a well-oiled machine he's taken over. And yes, he'll put his own tweaks on it. And yes, he's got to be himself. But, you know, he's, he's in, and that was one thing that didn't make the piece that I asked him about. And he, about, you know, this kind of situation, you dream about being a head coach, but could you in your wildest dreams have ever thought it would have been this kind of situation? And he said, right. no, I don't think anyone could have ever even dreamed that this would be a possibility to be able to take the reins over in this kind of situation where, uh, everything, like I just mentioned, was, was in place for you when you took it over. I mean, so, um, yeah, I think it was just the ideal situation for Lincoln Riley, and I think it's been um, – it's provided for, like you said, a seamless transition for the players and, and for us and um, everybody kind of involved. Jess, it was uh, it was obviously a wild couple of uh, couple of weeks on campus. I would I would even argue that it might, uh, if you attack in with the baseball program, it might have and the softball championship. It might have been the craziest two week stretch that we've had for OU. But since the news from uh, Pete Hughes broke, since the last time we chatted, I'm kind of excited about this search, and I loved covering Pete and. He's one of my favorites, but he's going to bounce back, and he's going to land on his feet somewhere, and he'll be a head coach. And, and Joe Castiglione is uh, going to go out and find a great coach to take over here. I just I feel confident in that. I'm, I'm kind of excited. Well, you know, sad for Pete because I enjoyed covering him, though. I'm, I'm excited to see what direction this search takes for baseball. Yeah, I, and I, I do want to say that, too. Like Pete Hughes was always extremely gracious and kind to me, and obviously – his impact he made in the community as well, and um, you're right. He will. He'll find a good spot. There's no doubt about it. He's too good of a too good of a um, a teacher beyond baseball to not. Um, so um, yeah, but I am too. I think um, it's always fun to see um, what Joe Castiglione does with hires. You know, um, obviously he's got arguably one of the um, has assembled one of the best um, coaching staffs across all sports in all of the country. I mean, look at what OU did this year um, across all platforms. I think it's hard not to argue. I, I don't know. That might be a fun um, kind of talk uh, segment sometime is to look at maybe some of the other schools that have from top to bottom from all around sports who has maybe assembled a better coaching staff than Oklahoma I, I think it'd be hard to find so I think it'll be fun to see how who he who he adds to the lineup um, it'll be uh, uh, fun to watch and I, I'm excited about you know the the future of this program we've seen the uh, renovations that they hope to include both at baseball and softball. And I, I think it's, um, you know, having a little bit of um, a taste of success this year with Oklahoma baseball, I think it's got fans excited again um, because it, it has been a program that, that has loyal fan base and loyal following. And, you know, it's fun to go out there and watch that team when they're, when they're doing big things. So I, I'm excited to see where this, the, the future goes for OU baseball. Cause I think it, it is, it's going up and, It'll be fun to see who, who comes in and um, kind of takes over and, um, yeah, continues the trend. Um, you know, it's, it's always, to me, kind of interesting whenever you have a coaching search to just follow the, the, the process. And I, I just – we had, what, wrestling last year? I think, what, women's tennis Last year, women's uh, well, at least those two stood out to me. And then you follow 
uh, not, not following baseball this year. I keep thinking back, because you were bringing up Joe Castiglione and the search and, and how incredible of a job that he's done, is once the hire is made, just it's it's usually the entire country that looks and goes, wow. I, I was thinking about wrestling, and I remember this because I was trying to tape a podcast with Joe, and, and unfortunately we had to move it back because he was working on finalizing Lou Roselli's deal. And I can remember as soon as it was done, because I was following a little bit closer just because it was breaking, everyone in the country going, oh, my gosh, Lou Roselli's going to o- Oklahoma. That's a huge kid. He's one of the best coaches in the country. He always finds people that not only are – wanted and desired across the country, but seem to be a perfect fit with Oklahoma and what we're doing here on campus. Jess, that's what gets me so excited. Yeah. I mean, and look at the, the tennis coaches too, you know, that they just brought in and um, yeah, every, every time there's a new coach and, and maybe sometimes it's not exactly what you'd expect, but it, it is It's the perfect fit and it's, a, it's a, always a good hire. And so I said, it'll be, it's always exciting to watch, um, you know, the, the coaching search and, and who he's going to find. And I just I think it's just remarkable just, um, you know, again, what the, the tennis coaches were able to do this year. And then you just look at, then, um, you know, the, the other teams that have had success this year. And, and again, it just goes back to the culture here and, and how, um, you know, the, the culture that Joe Castiglione has cultivated with those coaches. And, and it's, it's, it's fun. It's really fun to be a part of this athletic program and I mean I, I that's a, it was funny because when we were on the field for softball um after the national title had been won um you know Joe had said something to me about interviewing national champions you or man you you uh you're gonna be spoiled I said I know all I do is interview national champions around here because I mean literally I had interviewed golf and and tennis like the day before that and then like in within a week I had interviewed three different national champions and so it was like i mean that's really all i do around here is interview national champions i feel like and, and big 12 champions so it's a it's, it's um I, I definitely probably am a little spoiled as well as everybody who kind of works in this athletics department but it's fun and it's like it makes it makes coming to work every day so fun and rewarding that you're getting to um you know cover these these teams each and every year that are competing on the highest stages yeah, it's going to be a real interesting couple of weeks for Joe Castiglione, not only in watching the progress of the football program off the field, uh, the big news that's already been made by Lincoln Riley, the, the splash that his staff's already out making, it's exciting. But there is a vacancy now for the head baseball coach, so can't wait to see what direction Joe C. goes on that front. Coming up on next week's podcast, you will hear from Joe Castiglione. You will also hear from Lincoln Riley, Baker Mayfield and Caleb Kelly, the Cootie cast, will take over on Tuesday. So, uh, again, thanks so much for downloading. Again, I repeat an earlier plea for those of you who have stayed with us. Uh, If you know a former player or anyone who wants to kind of share some Bob Stoops stories and what it was like to play for Bob, I'd love to hear from them. Hit me up on Twitter, at Plank Show. You can always find us on our official uh, Twitter address. That's OU on the air or, of course, plankshow at gmail.com. Everyone have a great, hot summer weekend. And until next week... Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air.